Good morning. Today we're going to continue our series in the book of Galatians, and as Matthew read, we're going to focus our attention on Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 5, bearing one another's burdens, and so by fulfilling the law of Christ. But before we get into it, I want to I go over a story that um, is common, and it was actually a book that was published in the early 90s uh, called the, the Eye of the Storm, and it's about a, a parakeet named Chippy. See, Chippy didn't know what hit him. He was one minute perched in his cage, singing and happy as could be, and the next minute, he was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. And it all started when Chippy's owner decided she was going to clean his cage with an industrial vacuum. So she turns it on, and she sticks it into the cage, and here's the phone ring, and she goes around to answer the phone, picks it up, and before she can say hello, she hears, Chippy was sucked in. So she runs over there, panics, turns, drops the phone, turns off the vacuum, opens it up, and there's Chippy, alive but stunned, covered in dirt, grime, dust. She frantically picks him up and takes him to the bathroom, turns on the cold water and throws him under the cold water to wash him off and realizes now he's shivering and cold and scared. So she did what any responsible bird owner would do. She grabs a hairdryer and blasts him with hot air, right? Poor Chippy never knew what hit him. So a few days later, the reporter that originally reported the traumatic experience called the bird owner and said, asked her how Chippy was doing and how he was recovering. And she says, Chippy doesn't sing anymore. He just sits in his cage and stares. It's not hard to see why, right? Sucked in, washed up, and blown over. That can steal the heart from the, that can steal the song from the stoutest of hearts. So you sucked in, washed up, and blown over. I can only assume that's how a lot of you have felt when life has hit you hard. I'm sure you felt that before, haven't you? M. Scott Peck simply wrote, "Life is difficult." And he was so very right. Life is difficult. And there are going to be burdens that have to be borne. And you see, God's intention for the church is that we become a community to where we bear one another's burdens. And if you'll turn with me back into the Bibles in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 5, I want to provide some context and explain what Paul was trying to write to the church of Galatia. Paul explains, Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But he goes on to say, But watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks that, is, that he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions, then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. For each one should carry his own load. And I think it's important for us today to, before we get into the application, to examine the command that Paul was talking about in the first two verses. And in verse 1, Paul gives instructions concerning our responsibility to help other believers when they are stuck in sin. He says we are to come alongside our brothers and sisters and restore them in a gentle spirit. But then he goes on to say in verse 2, Paul commands that we bear one another's burdens. And the fact that the command in verse 2 follows the command in verse 1 
suggests that this is only one form of burden sharing. Helping another believer overcome the burden of a certain sinful behavior is only one way that we can help them to bear their burden. See, Paul is not implying that that's the only way that we are to help each other by carrying each other's burdens. See, the burdens that you are to help others uh, carry include any sort of difficulties that you may face or that that individual may face. And the word that is used here, the word burden, is it generally means a heavy weight. That's something very heavy to carry that you can't do by yourself, and it's referred to as a burden. That's why there are animals that were often called beasts of burden. And the word that is translated bear is a word in the original language that meant to carry or lift something. And the most literal meaning of the word is to pick something up and carry it away. And as Paul is using it in a figurative sense, he means that you are to reach out to a brother or sister in their time of need, in their time of difficulty, and help them when you are able. Anything you can do to lessen the weight of the burden that your brother and sister is carrying would be a huge benefit to them. Now, the bear or carry is an imperative. And what that means is that it is a command, and it is a command that is continuous and an ongoing action. <clears throat> the command is not worded in a way that suggests it's something you do occasionally, but it's worded in a way that is something that you do constantly. Now, if you were paying close attention to the reading in, in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 5, you might have noticed something that could come across as a contradiction. In verse 2, says, Bear each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. But then if you skip to verse 5, it says, For each one should bear his own load. So which is it? Should we bear others' burdens or not? But what you shouldn't overlook is the fact that the word bear is used with two different meanings in this passage. And in verse 2, the word bear is referring to a heavy or crushing load, as I mentioned before, that no man or woman could carry on their own. And in verse 5, the word bear is used to designate a type of pack that a marching soldier would carry. This is a burden that you will continually carry throughout your Christian life. And it is a burden, burden that Jesus assigns to all of his followers and his disciples. There are certain Christian responsibilities and burdens each believer must bear that cannot be shared with others. Thankfully, Jesus reassures his disciples that such burdens were light. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 30 says, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. But another thing I want you to notice in this command is that it comes with a promised result. If you faithfully carry each other's burdens, you will be fulfilling the law of Christ. Now we have to ask, okay, well, so what is the law of Christ? We can conclude from Scripture that the law of Christ is the law of love. Right? Jesus said to his disciples while announcing his departure in John chapter 13, verse 34. Jesus says, A commandment that I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love 
one another. You see, the law of Christ is to love one another as Jesus loves us. He goes on to say in John chapter 15, verse 12, this is where he's similarly talking about the relationship of believers to each other. Jesus says, this is my command that you love one another as I have loved you. We read previously in Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, Paul sums it up by saying, For all of the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So you see, brothers and sisters, bearing the burdens of others is a genuine expression of love that ultimately fulfills everything God wants you to do and be. That's it. That's the command. But before we can work on the application of this, it's important for me to point out an observation. Christians have burdens to bear. And sometimes it's a common or popular idea among Christians or the church that we are going to be exempt from burdens or adversities or trials in our life, but this is not a biblical idea. The Bible is pretty clear about the fact that Christians will face adversity and will have burdens and will have trials in their life. And in James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Then if you look at verse 12, he goes on to say, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. And we notice as we read throughout the Bible that there are many significant, faithful people that struggled with adversities and burdens. Think of Job, for example, or the Apostle Paul. And so, as Christians, you too will have burdens that you're going to carry. And your burdens may vary in kind and intensity, but at some point or another, you all have burdens of any sort of kind, and you will all have burdens that you're going to have to endure on a daily basis. There was a story about a woman who lost her little boy. She was so caught up in her grief, she couldn't move on in life. So she decided to go see a wise man to see if there's something he could do. And the wise man told her, he says, I want you to go out. I want you to find a home that is free of sorrow and grief. And I want you to bring me a mustard seed from that home and I'll restore your son to you. So she threw herself into the search for days and days and days. After about a week, she goes back to the wise man she approaches him and she quietly tells him she says I have been so caught up and consumed in my own grief my own selfish grief I have discovered that there is no home without sorrow or grief look around you in this congregation today everyone in here we all have some sort of grief or burden in our life that we're all carrying we all have pain in our life. And the truth is, is that we all have problems and cares that at times we need help to carry. But what are some of those burdens that you might need help bearing? 
could be the burden of sorrow and grief. Could be the burden of sickness and aging. How about the burden of emotional difficulties or emotional scars from the past? How about the burden of a difficult marriage? How about the burden of children with special needs or children with rebellious spirits? How about the burden of consequences of lawlessness and foolishness of sin? These are just a few examples of the many types of burdens that we can all face on a daily basis. But now that we know that God wants you to help people with burdens and to help bear them, the question is, how do you do it? And the truth is, is that once you have a heart that is willing to help other, other people carry their burdens, there are two things that you have to understand. First is you have to know and understand that a brother or sister has a burden to carry. And secondly, that individual has to be willing to help you carry it. And coming to the realization that someone has a burden requires an active involvement in their life. It requires building a relationship. And if you are not open and honest enough about your struggles, then no one is going to know what they can do to help you. And if you are not observant enough, or interested enough, that's the best way of putting it, then you're not going to know what other people need. And if you're not spending enough time with each other, then you won't have the opportunity to be close enough to someone to truly be able to help them and for them to trust to tell you. See, all of this requires continual effort in developing relationships. Genuine, long-lasting relationships. But once you have an idea that someone needs help carrying a burden that they're struggling with, they need to be willing to let you help them. There's a lot of us here today that are willing to help anyone at any time, but how often are you willing to let them help you? Why is that? Pride and shame get in the way, doesn't it? It does. You feel like you can do it on your own because you're embarrassed. Or you feel like your faith in God is enough that if you lay it all at God's feet, that's all you need. That's all that's required of you. And the cycle continues. But the Bible says that, right? The Bible says, lay it all at God's feet, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It says, cast your cares upon the Lord. In Psalms chapter 55, verse 22, says, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. And then we can turn to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. says, cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. You should take your troubles to the Lord no matter what they are. And you should trust that the Lord will give you enough strength and enough grace to endure the hardships that you're going through and the burdens that you're struggling with. But it's important for me to tell you all that you need to recognize that God often uses his people to help you carry your burdens. And it is the truth. God uses his people to carry your burdens. 
Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 5-7. through 7. This is a great example of what the Apostle Paul <clears throat> said happened in his own life. I'm going to read. For indeed we came into Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Outside were conflicts, inside were fears. Nevertheless, God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. And not only by his coming, but also by the consolation with which he was comforted in you, or the comfort you had given him. When he told us of your earnest desire, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoiced even more. See, isn't that amazing? Paul knew that God comforted him through the coming of Titus. Brothers and sisters, ultimately, you are God's eyes, you are God's hands, you are God's tongues, and you are God's ears to help other people carry their burdens. So let's make sure that you are cultivating relationships that are close enough so that you can understand and see that people have burdens, and let's make sure that you love each other enough to want to help those that are struggling But more importantly, make sure that you are humble enough to accept the help from others that truly love you. I'm sure a lot of you have seen the movie Lord of the Rings, the original one, now that there's four. Um, that's the only one I've seen, but the one thing I can remember that I really appreciated the most about that movie was a camaraderie that Frodo had with, with his uh, fellow comrades as they attempted to deliver the ring that you know, was evil and threatened to destroy mankind. You see, on this journey that they were taking, as they all set out, most of them didn't make it. See, the journey was long and exhausting. And in the end, Frodo and his friend Sam were the only two left standing, but Frodo was so exhausted that he couldn't walk anymore. And as they tried to climb the mountain to the cave where the ring needed to be placed, Frodo couldn't go. He was done. And all of Sam's encouraging words and all of his motivation had no effect any longer. But see, Frodo was the only one that could carry the ring because of the mysterious power to tempt and overwhelm people. So Sam says, there's only one thing I can do. Mr. Frodo, I might not be able to carry the ring, but I can carry you. So he takes him and he throws him on his shoulder and he finishes the journey with Frodo on his shoulder. Brothers and sisters, that is a great example of how the family of God is supposed to work. You can't take away burdens, but you can help people with them. You can lift each other up and make sure that no one gets left behind and more importantly, that no one is alone. There's a powerful story. It was a Q Creek, it was in Pennsylvania, it was Q Creek Mine Rescue. This was back in 2002. Some of you might recall there were nine miners that were drilling, or yeah, drilling next to an abandoned Saxman mine when suddenly 50 million gallons of water crashed in on them. They were in a chamber that was about four feet high 
and 18 feet wide, and 200, more than 200 rescuers frantically tr were trying to get them out of there because they knew it was a matter of time. So that if you put it into perspective, this chamber was 240, 240 feet below the surface and a mile and a half from the entrance, and there was no way out. One thing that those miners decided early on was that they were either going to live or die as a group. 77 hours later, they were all rescued as a group, more than three days in 55 degree frigid water. It was reported that it was reported that once when they were slowly dying of hypothermia, when one brother would go down and be cold, the other eight would huddle around them and warm them back up. And when another one would have the same issue, they would all do it again. And then when they were emotionally getting down, they would all come together and lift that person back up, and so on and so on, until they were rescued. What another great description of how the church is supposed to work. So let me ask you, how can you carry one another's burdens? One, you can never pass up an opportunity to pray for someone. You can always provide a listening ear or a shoulder to cry on. You always communicate positive or encouraging words. You always need to look for simple and obvious and practical ways, practical ways to help someone. Perhaps that's visiting someone when they're shut into their home or in the hospital and asking them what that you can do to be of immediate assistance. How about looking for ways to help someone that is advanced in age? How about looking for ways to help those that have young families or families with special needs? How about looking for, to help people that are struggling emotionally or physically or even financially? More importantly, how about looking for those that are struggling with sin? Most importantly, just be there. Offer your heart. Offer your love. Offer your life. Be in a genuine relationship. The best way I can summarize Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 5, is by saying, bearing each other's burdens is a genuine expression of love that ultimately fulfills the law of Christ. I don't know how much better I can summarize that. Bearing each other's burdens is a genuine expression of love that ultimately fulfills the law of Christ. In close today, I want to I go over the lyrics of an old song. This was a song that was released in the 1969 was a hit single by the Hollies and then again by Neil Diamond in 1970 and the, the name of the title of the song is He Ain't Heavy He's My Brother some of you might know it but the lyrics go the road is long with many a winding turn that leads us to who knows where who knows where but I'm strong 
strong enough to carry him. He ain't heavy, he's my brother. So on we go, his welfare is of my concern, no burden is he to bear. We'll get there, for I know he would not encumber me, he ain't heavy, he's my brother. If I'm laden at all, I'm laden with the sadness that everyone's heart isn't filled with the gladness of love for one another. It's a long, long road from which there is no return. While we are on the way there, why not share on the load? Doesn't weigh me down at all. He ain't heavy, he's my brother. He's my brother. He ain't heavy, he's my brother. I hope and pray that that will be your sentiment and your commitment to each other. That you will love each other enough to carry each other's burdens and that your love for each other will cause you to feel no burden is too heavy to be helped with. And this, brothers and sisters, is fulfilling the law of Christ by carrying one another's burdens. You have to listen to your heart. You have to set aside the pride and the shame. And you can take the first step and come forward as we stand and sing the song of invitation.